Well, just, you know, insert witty opening here. Exactly, yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. We're back. It's a rebirth, I think. It's probably the best way of putting it. A re-emergence. Re-emergence, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I spoke over Russ then. What was sorry, that? yes. another word. All right. Just Speaking of which... Something else beginning with R. Speaking of which, Russ is back. Yay. Yay! Hello. What have you been up to, Russ? Moved house, had a baby. Just little things then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't specifically have the baby, but I was intimately involved. You were definitely involved in that. Mm-hmm. How's that? How are you finding it? Knackering. If I just sort of drift off, can you just prop me in the corner and carry on without me? <laughs> you might wake up with eyeballs in your face. And that's yeah, well, that's yes. pretty standard. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. No, it's all amazing. Although, consequently, I've, I've done pretty much fuck all in terms of playing games, watching films, watching TV, engaging in pop culture in any meaningful way whatsoever. So <laughs> I think this is going to be a really great podcast for me. I'm beginning <laughs> to think that he's absolutely the right choice. <laughs> he is our man. Yeah. Fits in like a... To be fair, I don't do any of it anyway. I just read the odd review and just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Never played Inside. Never played Resident Evil 4. And if you're playing Too Much Time on the Hands Bingo, <laughs> those two references straight off the bat there. Excellent. <laughs> but yes, it's great to have you back, Russ. All right, don't get all fucking sincere. What have you been up to? Working. That's, that's why I, I couldn't edit a podcast, because I was at work yeah. 80% of every day for the last month and a half, so... Yeah. So that's been fun. That's bullshit, isn't it? How do we monetize this fucker? We need to... That's the way forward, isn't it? So, do you want to send us some money? There we go. It's worth a go, isn't it? Dan, when you first pitched the idea of doing a podcast, yeah. you, the basic plan was, if we podcast, then we'll get money for it. And <laughs> we've been doing this for a while now, yeah. and I still haven't got any money for this. I mean, the well, only, don't, don't let me missed out on was not starting this in 2002. Yes. Yeah, that would have been the way forward. we'd have been the only, the only people doing this. Yeah, if we'd got in before Gervais... That, that would have been the key, I think. Oh, Gervais, he's always there, isn't he? He's like yeah. a trailblazer. <laughs> he really is. I, I mean, so. he is pretty much known for podcasting, yeah. right? That's, that's I, it. I think in some countries, I think he is known for podcasting. Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Where are these countries? I think in America, it's, a lot of what he's done is, is to do with the podcasting and the guy who was in the office before the office was the office. So they did that animated version of the podcast. That yeah. was really big in the US, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think in some countries, Gervais is... Sadly, and I quite like to face, so I'm not going to say sadly, actually, kind of a trailblazer in terms of podcasting, so, you know. Yeah, well, him and him and Kevin Smith are probably two of my mm. sort of trailblazers. I'm wearing my Kevin Smith podcast t-shirt, nice. so yeah, I'm a huge fan. So. Nice. But, um, yeah, the money will come at some point, so yeah, just send us some money. I didn't realise it was that easy, to be honest. I think that's how it works. Just how Kickstarter works, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just, we'll give you an address... Like a P.O. box or something. Yeah, P.O. box. Or like a, a bush or something like that. Just, <laughs> yeah. just leave some cash under a bush. We'll be there. Mm. You know, yeah. Dan's always lurking under bushes. Under the bush, yeah. Yeah, I've got a favourite. I don't really want to tell you where that is, though, because then they'll know. Bushy the bush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what have you been up to? Well, <coughs> swallow. That's what sorry, so that's what you've been up to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've been by the bush um, for longer than I... Uh, well, uh, well, I have a toddler, so um, yeah, Christmas was uh, as crazy as you'd imagine. Nice. Um, he got everything from a big teepee to a small bin lorry, um, and the house has never looked more 
<laughs> kidified, I think is probably the only <laughs> way to describe it. Um, yes, but um, you know, in stark contrast to the pair of you who seem to have had extremely busy Christmases where you haven't been able to do anything, I've actually been able to play games quite a bit. Uh, admittedly, most of those hours have been sunk into Skyrim Special Edition mm. um, with the purchase of a new TV, a nice 43-inch LG Ultra uh, HD 4K, Keep very, talking. very nice TV. Nice. It's it's so beautiful. Um, I, I, I cannot describe... I said to Dan on the way in, there's a bit in Skyrim where you go down to the Ratways in Riften when you join mm. the Thieves' Guild... The sorcery um, bit. The sorcery yeah. bit. And in fact, actually, I did the Dark Brotherhood quest line first, and there's actually a spoiler warning. There's a bit where you have to go down there to get something appraised by one of the members of the Thieves Guild before you know who the, who they are. And if you didn't want to know that, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry about know. that. <laughs> uh, but it has been released for a while, and the special edition Touch is it. nothing yeah. new. Uh, you know, so yeah. Um, but I noticed there was a candle burning in one corner of this very dark corridor I was in, and I could see dust in the air moving through the light that was being... Nice. Um, radiated from this candle, and I just thought, this is this is incredible. This is so beautiful, and I I actually was drinking the world in. A lot of people say very very true. Um, Skyrim special edition. After you get over how beautiful it looks, um, is just Skyrim. But that's not necessarily yeah, bad. But that, that shouldn't be anyone who's surprised by that. Yeah, you should have looked more carefully at what they were exactly. Like. But mm. I tell you what, I am I am back in that world. I I am mm. really loving the visuals. I can't wait until it starts snowing because it just looks amazing when it snows. I can't wait until you get that awesome aurora borealis above yeah, you yeah, yeah. and the kind of northern lights that they have, like with all this green fluttering through the air, because it looks beautiful. It's amazing, and then suddenly you know you hear the sound of a dragon and it comes swooping above you and it just looks amazing yeah. it's absolutely superb it's, it's really good fun I just got the special edition I've, I, I've literally only just done the initial yeah. run away bit. Ah! Yeah. Um, but it does look incredible here's the thing because it's the first thing do you follow the Stormcloak or the Imperial uh, so last time I, fi- I followed the Stormcloak but I only got through about like I got to the first dragon and then I just wandered off <laughs> and found myself sort of setting up home in this dwarf village making tools. Nice. And completely just, I get so distracted. A, a, a little exclamation mark on a mini-map is like my crack. I can't ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I just follow one, then the next one, the next one. I end up miles away from the quest. And every now and then somebody would run up go, there's dragons. Yeah. And or one of those couriers with a note. Hmm. Ah, your friend asked me to drop this off. Yeah. You open it up and there's like just a black hand in the middle saying, We know underneath. And it's like, Oh, oh that's my like, God. That's the, the, uh, the Assassin's Guild. That's the Dark Brotherhood yeah. one, yeah. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I got completely Spoiled. sidetracked and didn't manage any of the quest missions. And then by the time I did try to go back to them, I'd sort of leveled up too much and it made it really difficult. Um. So, I'm going to start again. I might follow the Imperial. You're, you're kind of meant to follow the Stormcloak. Mm, you're sort of heavily. Yes, the Imperial one kind of deposits you in a, in a not too dissimilar area that you start off with the Stormcloaks, but I like the fact that if you follow the Stormcloak, you don't necessarily up, because you kind of feel like you're being propelled along to join the Stormcloaks, and there's actually that part of you that will either be like, oh, maybe join the Stormcloaks part of it, but there'll be other bit of you that kind of goes, no, I feel like I was pushed into this, I don't want to be a fucking Stormcloak, I want to go and mm. see what the Imperials are doing, and that whole Civil War questline is actually pretty good, I quite enjoy that. Um it's just a lot of fighting. Yeah. Um, but, yes. No, it is awesome. <laughs> so I'm quite looking forward to getting back inside, and I'm going to do it properly, finish the quest, and then 
fuck off and set up as an ironmonger in some dwarven village. <laughs> I was going to say, you said about the mini-map. Skyrim's mini-map is great, because not only is the main map fantastic, being as it is a live snapshot of the topography of the game you are playing. It's not like, mm. like a pre-rendered mm. thing. It literally is created on the fly from the world, and that's why it's got all the topography and everything is perfect, because it is literally just a... Yes, yeah. mini version of it. But the little slider bar you have at the top of the main window, which shows you when you're going near things, mm-hmm. always picks out some, like maybe two or three things. There's yeah, never always less. something to go and have a look at. And so it's always like, oh, there's a house over there. Oh, I could go over there. Oh, hang on, no, but I, I said I was going to go. No, do you know what? It's just over there. It's getting bigger, so I'm obviously quite clear. I'll go and have a look over there. And that's it, like you say. Yeah, you're like 20,000 kilometres in the opposite direction, like standing over like a cliff watching those walrus things. Fuck around, and someone's going. That thing you were meant to look at was back there in the green, verdant, lush bit with all the giants and yeah. the mammoths and the cheese pots. Or if you leave it long enough, to somebody <laughs> somebody run up to you and go, "Well, the world's been taken over by dragons." Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you it never dick. happens. It's like, I love the fact that everything stops. Yeah, because, so, did you hear? There's dragons. So it can't be that like, bad. That was months ago. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe dragons aren't the bad guys in this uh, mm. story. Potentially. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's only when you start moving things along that they start fucking shit up. Like, like I, I've, I've not met a bad dragon in in Skyrim. Like an, a l- genuinely malicious dragon. I've met lots of dicks in Skyrim mm. though. I think should we be stopping to talk to the dragons? Maybe, yeah, <clears throat> maybe just try try that next time. <laughs> See how oh that my goes. God, it's him. <laughs> just quick, kill him. <laughs> anyway, so instead of talking about a game that's like three years old now, mm-hmm. should we uh, try and get something a bit more? A bit yeah, more well, I've, I've played a couple of games myself. What have you been playing? Played Doom, <gasps> the new Doom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so metal. It's so. It's like on Christmas Eve, I purposefully. Kept half an hour aside to play some Doom because I thought killing demons in hell might be what Jesus would want me to do. So I represent the big yeah, map. exactly, yeah. yeah. And it is like where I've had the odd ten minutes, I've gone in, done an arena in Doom because that's what it is. You have a walkway, arena, walkway, arena. It's very much like the original one, basically. Just setting up little encounters. Yeah, and then the more ammo you get, the more health it gives you, the more you know you're in for a shitty ride, basically. <laughs> and yeah. <clears throat> it's so similar to the original Doom with a couple of extra tweaks that just make it better like the double jump for example yeah. just jumping in general but mm. but the double jump a couple of the weapons as well the idea the way you can mod the weapons but it's still so true to the well Doom 2 at least I think maybe not necessarily the original I mean one. I think that's the thing isn't it the, the original 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 mm. Dooms were all about fast paced running gunning yeah. and actually it was quite skillful because you know, things like circle strafing yeah. really made a big difference to how well you would do in a level. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you would come through a level actually with some health left. And mm. it was all about, you know, like you say, the jumping, the, you know, the, it was about it, it was about feeling fluid and yeah. sidestepping and, oh, God, you, know, blah, 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 you know, just trying to take things down. Yeah. And they were always very good at big monsters that yeah. made you shit yourself a little bit because you were like, oh, well, fuck it up. You yeah. know, you saw a baron of hell like sort of looming towards you out of the darkness and loads of, you know, piggly things like that. What are they called? Pinkies. Pinkies, yeah. Not yeah. piggly things. But there's no pussing out hiding behind no. just high walls or whatever. No, exactly. No, no, it was just nothing. not a thing. It was just you and them. You run around, you kill something, and then round the corner there's something bigger. Yeah. It's a lot of the time that's what happens. And it's it's so good. And it was almost a shame they give you the BFG. Like, because... Well, that, that had to be in there. Yeah. But it makes you think, like, so I've got limited use of... So the, when you chainsaw someone in half... Naturally, as one does. Yeah. When you chainsaw someone, you basically replenishes all your ammo. 
Oh yeah, so it's trying to encourage you to keep yeah. going forwards and pushing in, so, isn't it? So you've got limited uses of the chainsaw. Hmm. And you can decide whether you want to use that to take down a big boss, which uses up most of the fuel of a chainsaw, or you just need it to get the ammo back, basically. So, so well done. Then there's glory kills as well, mm. great idea. <laughs> and they, they never get boring, even though they are essentially the same, depending on where you attack it from, they're the same thing. Yeah, they're the sort of the quick time mm. kind of... Um, they're the finishing moves, if yeah. you like, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the story is bobbins, but it's enjoyable bobbins, to say the least. Well, they, they even said that they... they that they have moved away from mm. what they tried to do in Doom 3 and I still think Doom 3 is actually not a bad I don't think it's a bad game, game either yeah. um, it's, it's just it's a completely different type of game mm. it's, a, it's a more of a sort of an action-y survival horror than just a yeah. straight out run and gun shooter yeah, I mean that's the thing it really isn't a run and gun actually because you do find yourself well no I mean <laughs> you sort of find yourself running down corridors just because you hope that a, a hidden wall patch isn't mm. going to fly off and suddenly that you're going to be surrounded by tons of zombies because mm. that was the thing that was so overused over and over again through doing 3 mm. it was just you round a corner and then suddenly you, you'd walk down a corridor and you'd hear a shoom from behind you and you turn around and there'd suddenly be like you know, all of your ex-colleagues turned into zombies standing behind you and fucking coming towards you. It was, yeah, it just it, even though it feel, even though it's a completely different game to Doom Two, is the one I really played. Mm. It feels so familiar. Mm. Like the things like the, when you get to hell, you haven't got keys, you've got skulls. See, that's the thing. It's yeah. actually quite good because what they've managed to do is they've managed to, even though we've had all this progression in between Doom Two and mm. now, and the progressions in graphics, gameplay, mm. style, execution. They've still managed to make it feel modern, but at the same time feel nostalgic. Mm. And that's actually a really delicate balancing mm, yeah, act yeah, to yeah. do, I mean, for something like that, to actually retain so much of its original personality by today's standards. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and like you, I've been playing it on a decent TV as well. Like, I've had access to oh, a God, great can TV. I, can I just say 4K? Yeah. An Ultra HD TV has changed my life. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's, for me, with something like beautiful thing I own, something like Doom, though, it's, it's the frame rate, the difference in frame rate, oh. the fact that you can handle what you're trying to do in Doom. So you're just, it never drops, basically. You, you're just, it's so fluid and it's so much fun. Um, There's such clever tellies as well. Mm. They know when to, I mean, it's like you don't even sit, I mean, the old Samsung I used to have would, would consciously tell you, I'm just switching to 1080p. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. go, okay, fine, the little sign would pop up and you think, that's ridiculous. Whereas this one, there's no, there's nothing. There's mm. no, there's no announcement. It just is. Mm. There's no switching. I've even gone onto the PS3 and put on um, uh, The Last of Us, yeah. which for some reason looks fantastic. Now it's on yeah. something that is making it push far above its native resolution. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. The new televisions are so good at upscaling to the point where I don't ever feel the need. Well, I'm not currently feeling the need to buy a 4K. Something that plays 4K DVDs. Yeah. Or, or a 1S. Something that. that, that it just everything looks fantastic. I was playing Battlefield 1 this morning and it just looked. Hand wettingly gorgeous. Oh, it looks fantastic, imagine. yeah. Uh, other games I played. Um, I finished. I started and finished Telltale Batman because that's another one you can play in like. Ooh. Do like 20 minutes and then. I've done the first episode. Yeah, I'm not good at being Batman's. What I've realised from mm. this, I've, I, I, I don't want to give away too much, but I have made some pretty bad decisions. <laughs> Everybody died. Not died as such, but I've made some really bad. decisions. The start of the, the the game, I was like, I need to get it into my head what kind of Batman I am. 
because this is the dream for me. I get to sit down, I get to be Batman. And there's even points in the game where it gives you the option, to do you want to approach this as Bruce Wayne or do you want to approach this as Batman? Why would I approach this as Bruce Wayne? I'm going to approach this as Batman. I get to be Batman. And even though it's a much better decision to approach it as Bruce Wayne, I'm going to <laughs> just turn up to a business meeting as Batman. It's fine, I'll be okay. I love the idea that you're the sort of Batman who is so, like, freaking happy that they're Batman. <laughs> you don't see it as some vigilante-style burden, like, sort of, like, saving your hometown. You're just like, I'm fucking Batman. I'm, I'm going to be Batman all the time. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm never going to not be Batman. So there's, there's a couple of missions where it's like, so I decided that I'm going to be, <clears throat> I'm going to lead Selina Kyle on a little bit and be like, yes, 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 no. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to, Alfred is going to be the one person I'm vaguely compassionate to. Yeah, but but it's it's always him. Like any chance to say, like I love you, Alfred, or anything like that, I'm gonna say it. But everyone else is like, I'm gonna dangle them off buildings and just <laughs> and can make them talk. Um, and there was even a point in the game where it often says, "Who do you, would you like to give the information to, Vicky Vale or Jim Gordon?" So, Jim Gordon. I'm not gonna give it to Vicky Vale. I'm gonna give it to Jim Gordon. He's Jim Gordon. Mm. So th- so through like my own constructed rules mm. for being Batman, I may have made a few mistakes. <laughs> What, Batman versus Superman mistakes? Or? <laughs> well, no, I may have made some mistakes that Batman wouldn't make. Oh, I see. So, but it's it's really good. It's really good. It does suffer from maybe the slight Telltale games. It's always the fourth episode. So, so I always think the third it. and fourth. The yeah, third yeah. and fourth are always the ones that are a bit janky. Yeah. And they're mm. just a bit kind of... Oh, okay. you know, oh, all right. So this plot line's kind of coming to an end. There's a little one here coming in, and yeah. well, that's ended now. Just tying up a few loose ends, and but I know that not all of them are going to be tied up by the end of number five. I mean, The Wolf Among Us actually was mm. one of the worst of Tales. So I've never played that one. So, the, yeah. four, the third and fourth episodes of that one were particularly kind of. Oh my god, what's this? You yeah, know, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh my god, we've got you know orcs, and suddenly all these things are appearing, and goblins, and oh, they're not here in the fifth. And then the fifth was just a kind of court scene. Fifth episode was basically just a big court nice. scene. It was a I, bit I can't remember it was, was it episode three or four <clears> in the <throat> Batman one, Batman Telltale Batman, um, where it's just it feels like it's just there to shoehorn something in mm. that's not really necessary, doesn't really add anything to the story. That's a problem, but I, I did suspend. I suppose it works out about three four hours. It's Batman's Batman. balls, isn't it? It's just him in the shower. They just did it like oh, so he goes home now and has a shower, and you have to scrub. And then someone comes in and he turns around and they're just swishing around. Dan would pay good money for that. He would. Yeah, if he really knew good. that that was the only content in the game. Come on, episode four. 20 just quid. Yeah, go for it. Sound down the animated series theme tune on as I'm doing. But um, build up a steady rhythm with the left joystick. <laughs> Alfred walks in. What do you say? I love you, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still rocking that L stick? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's all I've played since we last podcasted. I started playing Battlefield 1 again this morning, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Well, fun's not the right word for Battlefield 1. Because it's pretty harrowing in places. Um, and you are allowed, It's a game. You're allowed to play it and have fun. Yeah. It's yeah. not inherently disrespectful to have enjoyed playing the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It, it's an experience, I would say. It's, mm. it, like, graphically... The Battlefield games always seem to push what first-person shooters can manage, mm, I think. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job with this one. I might get the, the first person, the first person, the single-player campaign looks quite good on that. It is good. I might have to give that a go. It's, I've only done the first one. I haven't finished it yet. Have you done the one where you're a pigeon? Yeah. 
That's part of the first first one, yeah. Um, I don't have this game. Why do I not have this game? You get to be a pigeon. I get to be a pigeon. A war pigeon. A war pigeon, yeah. Do I have a small helmet or something on yeah, it? Fully weaponised. <laughs> fully weaponised. Just carrying one grenade <laughs> in your yeah. claw. No, no. You're, you're a carrier pigeon. No, I think oh, it's I meant see. to be uh, sort of a, a tragic and humbling insight into the pointlessness and vastness of this conflict. Mm. And it was pointless of, and vast. Because it's sort of you're like a, a carrier pigeon yeah. with a vital message, and you sort of go, you go like up over. And you see the like battlefield going. You, you sort of see the whole scale, yeah. the whole thing. Wow. And that's after you've just been blowing Germans away in a mm. tank. And then, <laughs> and you get distracted by an old chip wrapper and spend half an hour pecking at that. <laughs> chip wrappers on the, on the Western Front, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was just lying around. Yeah, of It's been criticised, but I think a lot of what it's been criticised for is, let's say, the Twitter account, which has been appalling. EA's Twitter account have done that nothing. That was nothing to do with the developers. Yeah, exactly, That was just yeah. appalling marketing. Yeah. Which are, and then... Um, the Twitter account for Titanfall 2 as well, saying that, yeah, we're doing better than Battlefield or whatever it was, <laughs> like criticising Battlefield. It's like, I don't think EA would approve of this. They're kind of like the evil company yeah. from all this. So. Mm. But the game itself, I think, is reasonably respectful. Until you get to the multiplayer, I kind of agree with what Yahtzee said. It's like, you've got this incredibly respectful game and then the multiplayer is just blowing people away, basically. But that's what it is. Yeah. You can't... A multiplayer game that was lurking in a trench for six months wouldn't be any fun. You couldn't do that no. as a game. No, definitely not. So it's fine. Someone will mod it to be a more, I think, paced, oh, realistic, um, realistic <laughs> like they did with, um, uh, you know, the Darkest Hour, yeah. um, which was a... Was it a Half-Life mod? It was Half-Life, mm. yeah. Yeah, which was fantastic, which was absolutely superb. For, you know, for Eastern Front conflicts especially, it was a really quiet, you know, you sort of, Feel like I, like you might possibly very 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 slightly get a taste of what it might have been like possibly mm. possibly because of how harrowing it is and how truly terrifying it is to be a shaking single person left on your own after mm. a disastrous attack has gone awfully wrong and you're stuck on some second level of a grain um, uh, of a grain uh, dispenser in a really heavily destroyed bombed out area mm. and it's it is harrowing but I mean, hey, look, I'm not saying I understand war because mm. I've played Darkest Hour but <laughs> someone will mod yeah. Battlefield 1 to make it a more sort of muddy sort of trench footy type of experience I think yeah. I like the idea of it The idea, you get a, this is obviously the only World War 1 game they're going to make so they've gone for we'll do a bit of this a bit of that a bit of that a bit of that so you get to experience some of the more vital parts, points in World War One. Well, see that you say that, but, most they, of it's they, kind of but the but Eastern yeah. Front in, in World War One yeah. was pretty much the only side of the conflict that actually had fluidity, mm. that was actually shifting battlefronts, or you know, in multiple areas. You know, it was huge. That's why in 1917, when the uh, Russians surrendered, yeah, um, the Germans end up ended up annexing such a massive amount of Russia because they were able to move faster and yeah. further. Because it didn't bog down to the into the race to the channel like like it did. Vice was probably the wrong way. Historic might be the the, the, the correct way. But even that, but even for a video game, yeah, yeah. Eastern Front probably lends itself in the second, yeah. the first World War probably lends itself more to a to the sort of multiplayer that we have. Yeah, mm. um, you do you do a, a number of different things at the point, and it, it's 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 good. And the intro itself is is fantastic. Sorry, I really brought that. I really <laughs> pulled that up. Didn't I? That, was, that was up at a different level. There, sorry. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. I think. Um, and I've been watching. I've been watching Sarah play Overcooked. Oh, okay. Which is this? 
it's like a it would be an it's a smaller game I don't, I don't want to call it an, an indie game it's teen 17 and I remember them when I was a kid so yeah they're not so much indie yeah yeah exactly um, and the idea is she was playing it with her sister and it looked like a lot of fun she just had to make meals and the, the idea is you've got to satisfy the what's the, the the forever hungry I think it's mm. called so you've got to constantly make meals before you go into battle with the forever hungry by making more meals than he can handle or something like that Looks really good fun. Looks really mm-hmm. silly. I'll never play it because it looks like the kind of thing. If I play with someone else, they'll just get really frustrated with me. You know how bad I am. Ah, oh, like Portal Two yeah. Co-op. Yes, like Portal <laughs> Two Co-op. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyone else got anything to add? They've been playing. We could talk about the fact that we've seen a couple of us have seen Rogue One. Have we not all seen Rogue One? I haven't seen Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. God, I know. I know. It's been that sort of. It's ironic, isn't it? I was saying that I'm the one that's been able to play video games. But I haven't been able to get to the cinema to see Rogue One. We'll, um, I do feel like a failure of a Star Wars fan. When we, when we, when you've got seen Rogue One, we'll do an episode on Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. Might be my yeah. third favorite. I want to go into its implications on A New Hope when we, when I finally see it. Yeah, there's a couple of things. Yeah, there's a couple of things that definitely you're watching New Hope going, hang on, because can't say anything I don't want to spoil it because there's, there's certain things have you managed to avoid spoilers I've managed to completely avoid everything that's the best way to go into it because there's a couple of things that will make you just go oh. really good I really liked it see because I remember things from the title crawl of the first yeah. um, Star Wars film like yeah. um, the Rebellion has just won their first battle against the Empire yeah. their first victory and during that fight they managed to steal plans to a new battle station yeah which makes me think, potentially Rogue One, all those th- all those trailers and stuff were actually teasing that this is the battle, the first victory against the Empire. Mm. I don't want to say, but I don't, but I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't know. And you guys, you have that look on yeah, your face can't. where you're like, oh no, we're in that week. Like you can't, you know, I refuse to answer these questions mm. on the grounds that it may incriminate no, 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 no. me. Um, yeah, like so, non-spoilery. I really, really loved it. The look. Because it was shot on digital, yeah. and for about 50 pence compared to the budget of Force Awakens. Yeah, I imagine. But it looks phenomenal. Mm. The style of it is spot on. And even things like all the rebel fighters have got like 70s tashes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that they look in the same style as the rebel fighters from <laughs> New Hope. It's Did, awesome. With, so isn't there a scene with the pilots as well that was cut from Return of the Jedi? So they cut all the, the female pilots from Return of the Jedi or something like this. Mm. And they've just edited them into this. Yeah, they've so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Garth, not Garth Jennings, what's yeah. his name? It is Garth Jennings. Garth no. Jennings, yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Garth Edwards. Garth, Gareth Edwards, Gareth that's Edwards, it. Yeah. Other <laughs> cool Garth. British director. Garth, yeah. Garth Jennings is the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, so Gareth Edwards, he went to Skywalker Ranch yeah. and was looking through like the ridiculously awesome cream yourself museum that they've got there mm. and there were all, all these boxes of film and he so he goes oh what's that and the sort of curator person oh that's all the negatives from the original filming mm. and so after he wiped himself off a bit mm-hmm. he goes is there anyone like are these digitised has anyone been through these recently and they're like mm, nah you can take a look if you like so he they took all the so all the sort of b-roll and yeah. extra outtakes from the originals they took them cleaned them up Digitise them, and they've been able to use a lot of that footage yeah. in this. So, like some of the people, it's actually oh the same people from the films. They have extra footage that they've been able to sort of incorporate in. I would go as far as saying I prefer it to Force Awakens. 
Do you know, my two, uh, two of my best mates said exactly the same thing yeah. to me. They were gutted that I couldn't go with them because mm. um, I had to go to my my office staff party. It's yeah. it's got a slightly different feel to Star Wars films, but it feels it, it, it it's yeah. definitely a Star Wars film. It's a Star Wars film, but it feels it's not like he they've got it really nicely yeah. differentiated from the feel of one of the main story, like mm. the what they call the corner of the anthology. Yeah, films aren't they? The, no, the, the le- legacy, le- le- legend, story. This is just the Star Wars. There's, I think the the saga films are the main ones. Yeah. These are anthologies or something like that yeah. legacy is all the stuff that used to be considered yeah. canon but now isn't it's all the books and games and everything what, well, they used to they used to rank it differently didn't they, they used to call it G canon C canon and, yeah. and A canon mm. one of them uh, a GL canon that's getting into a level of nerdy that yeah it was really really nerdy well, I, I, I say they <laughs> I mean I and others like me used to call it G canon what I'd say is it has implications on Everything. So things like Star Wars Rebels as well fit into this. I've never watched it. I mean, I'm no, I'm now it's made me want to watch it. I've never considered watching it, but it's it's part of the universe. When um, when uh, Dan said, uh, "Have you seen uh, Rogue One?" and you said yes, and he said, "What do you think?" and you posted that picture of Randy uh, from <laughs> South Park surrounded by jizz. I sincerely hope that is how I feel when I come out. I, I really, really loved it. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a different feel to the sort of the anthology mm. or whatever they're calling films. Mm. But it, I, it, to me, it felt a hundred percent Star Wars. Yes, it's in that universe so mm. well. I think it handles nostalgia even better than Force Awakens mm. did as well. Well, I, I, I was nervous going yeah. into Force Awakens because yeah. I was excited by the trailers for Phantom Menace. Yeah, and that turned out to be a massive donkey dick to the face. <laughs> yeah, so that really was. I mean, there was a, there was a moment where I felt like. You know, I, I've got like a pew at the back of my mouth. Like, oh but my even if, God, if you go and watch the trailer it, you know, for Phantom like, Menace now, like that looks like a fucking amazing yeah, film. Yeah. But you know, and then the time call you're going trade negotiations. Trade, yeah, exactly. He was George Lucas was clearly obsessed with these trade negotiations. Yeah. Like he he he's obviously got this bee in his bonnet about corporations, which, by the way, he sold his dream to one of the biggest, yeah. but. And, and he just really clearly wanted to fit it into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Whereas all we really care about is bad Jedis versus good Jedis. Yes. <laughs> so that, that the, the, the like battle droids are so unsatisfying, isn't Roger, it? Roger, Roger. Why the fuck would they talk to each other? Here's the They're thing. computers. <laughs> computers don't speak. But all the other language. In fairness, like all the other droids talk to each other. One droid's watching something they explode would... and kind of going... Did anyone else see that? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a thing over there. It's like, what? <laughs> and they've got personalities. They shouldn't have... Per- like, that's something they don't... They keep saying, oh, droids... If droids really could think, then none of us would be here, would we? Mm, no, it does not compute. Let me think. Uh, hey, you're under but Droids arrest. quite clearly... It's got a sense of humor. ...do have intelligence. In bring this. It, to bring it back to Rogue One, the droid in it is... That's fucking amazing. ...one of the highlights of the... And there's a couple of highlights. Donnie Yen's character in it is, is great as well. Yeah. Like, it's got, it's, got, it's got some really funny moments in it. The action's incredible. Yeah. It looks perfect. Yeah. But also, like, while also looking modern and awesome. The actors are all great in it as well. Yeah. There's no, there's not, there is some scenery chewing in it. I won't give anything away, but yeah. No, 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 no. not to that extent. But there's definitely some scenery chewing in it. But yeah. it's, 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 it's good, really good. Yeah. And there's it, like five or six sponge yourself off afterwards moments. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some throwbacks. So just like, like, if you're being nitpicky, yeah. you can 
you could pull it apart like you could with anything. Yeah. Mm. But I think just lean into it. Don't worry about anything just that's going to cause a problem. Just back into just it. Just enjoy yeah. it. It's yeah. I fucking loved it. I can't wait to go and see it again. It, which is probably if, not going to be for another five years. If you can't, if you haven't got anyone to go see it with, Tom. I'll go see it with you. Yeah. Because yeah. it is fucking great. Yeah. Jerk each other off in the back row. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was. It was I mean, I mean, you're going to have to release some pressure, aren't you? Because yeah. I mean, I'll be sitting there going, I don't really know what's coming next, but you're just going to be like. You'll be able to know when it's coming up to a good kick because like, his rhythm will get a bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going, going all right, easy, easy, Dan. <laughs> loosen the grip, Dan. <laughs> You're going to get a blister. Yeah. <laughs> but um, It's going black. I, it, was, it was a rare opportunity. I was doing a late shift and I said, I'm not coming in early for this one because I'm going go to go, I went to the midnight screening. Of it. Yeah. Because it was like the one opportunity I had to go see it. And everyone clapped at the end. Yeah. It was the first time, a, a serenity, when we see serenity as well. Everyone did that at the end, I think. Oh, we did that at the yeah. start. We went, we went to see serenity. It was a free screening, only we didn't know what film we were going to see. I can't remember how we, we got had it. A, we had a rough idea it was going to be serenity. Was right? a few, yeah, yeah we, we thought it was probably going to be serenity, but there's also something utterly shit. Like, like King Kong or something like that. Like something that was, no, something real, it was like Sliding Doors. Or, or Serendipity something like or something like that, yeah. It could also have been. And then like the title card came up for serenity and everyone in the cinema went nuts. Because everyone had, had gone hoping for the same yeah. thing if that had come up saying sliding doors they would have, oh, oh Jesus. It, I mean, it wasn't that that's out by about 10 yeah, years yeah. but I can't think of whatever yeah. oh, I think it was serendipity with um, Kate Beckinsale I've never, Jesus what happens in that I don't know I'm not entirely sure Kate Beckinsale knew what was going on how many spaceships are in it and there's no spaceships in it it's not really a film then is it no I know <laughs> at least three counts of spaceships need to be a good film I mean, at least the Terminator films even though they were set in the 80s and 90s respectively had sort of flying things and robots mm. in at points close enough you know yeah. what I mean that's enough yeah. for me it's close enough and it had Arnold Schwarzenegger you're right it's almost a film like Predator is nearly a film Predator is nearly a film because yeah. there is a spaceship at the beginning yes yeah. they yeah, nearly a film yeah. before the helicopters and um, yeah Apollo Creed turns up <laughs> <laughs> the guy who has all the best lives. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Has anyone got anything else they want to add? Um, we were talking about Star Wars, and I do think, and I know it's the relaunch, and I know that we necessarily shouldn't be thinking about sad things, but mm. the death of Carrie Fisher is such a terrible thing. Um, I, I have to admit, she was a major crush through mm. my formative years when I was watching Star Wars and things like that. Very, very sad to hear that. But admittedly, 2016 has been a very bad year anyway for celebrity deaths. But that one, right at the end, was so un- yeah. unexpected. Mm. It's just an extra little fuck you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Princess it's... Leia. Oh, yeah. she so was sad. Just, just a genuine hero as well. Like yeah. a, a filmic hero. Yeah. Like male, female, she'd probably be in the top five on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, absolutely. So... And she was back then, she was... Gorgeous, she was beautiful. In fact, she was always she was already beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Even when she, even when Force Awakens, there was a little part of you that was a bit like, Whoop, there yeah. she is. And then, you know, then I bet she still got it. You know, I bet she still got the gold bikini somewhere. And you know, like her hand gets it out every now and then, and just goes, <laughs> even though I couldn't see it, I can see it now, kind of thing. You know, on top of which, uh, incredibly smart, incredibly funny, yeah. did an awful lot for mental health as well. Mm. Yeah, she was. I mean, did you see her in um, when she was in Thirty Rock? She had an amazing. Mm cameo in that as this sort of insane she was like a sort of a, a legendary like SNL type yeah. actor, wasn't she uh, yeah she's so funny 
She also, Twitter, if you could decipher her tweets <clears throat> on Twitter, she's very twi- she's very funny. Yeah, there, but she uses a lot of emoticons that I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she do shit like she just turn up at sort of interviews with her dog. Yeah, like nobody else can get away with that. She turns yeah, awesome. conventions with. Dogs, she was yeah. in Austin Powers for all of two minutes as a group therapist. Mm. Oh yeah, she's like the therapy leader. She was. She called out, and what about you, uh, Mister Evil? And like Mister Evil, <laughs> Doctor, if you don't mind. She was in. Um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. She was. The, as the, the nun. The rules of the road. The rules of the, the road. Book. The book. Yeah, the book. book. you got to go by the book. Do you Give go, a little head. the book? Oh, I live by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so sublime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that film was laced with Star Wars references. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's a yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith film, so I mean, of course it's not. It's, it's got Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill in for Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. Playing Cockknocker. <laughs> yeah, Cockknocker. <laughs> Don't fuck with the Jedi Master. Star Darth Balls. Darth Balls. <laughs> It's always so bad. He deliberate, it's just deliberately a silly film to follow on from Dogma, yeah. which is probably one of his smarter films, which isn't even that smart, but very, very clever. Yeah. And Jane Sun Bob Strike Back is just farting cock jokes throughout mm. the whole film. Oh, it's just superb. It's, but just it's hilarious. But it, was, but it was actually a promise he made to um, uh, Jason News mm. at the time, wasn't it? If you get clean, yeah. we'll make a Jay and Silent Bob film. Yeah. And so he got clean, they made it, and then as soon as the, <laughs> he as got soon back they finished, he literally had heroin, heroin, heroin FedEx yeah. to, his, <laughs> to his room at the press junket. Ridiculous. He literally said he went back into his trailer at the end of the shooting and yeah. came out looking like grey and harrowed. He's like, what the fuck? That was like half an Jesus. hour. Like, you know. <laughs> but he's... Yeah, we, I could, there's loads of stories that are just hilarious. We, we'll probably, we could do even a whole podcast on Kevin Smith at some point. Oh, imagine, so. Kevin Smith films, just in general. Yeah. Some of, those, some of the Jersey films, like the Jersey trilogy. And then um, Red State as well, which is just great. Just probably one of my favourite films. Let alone really? Kevin Smith films. Yeah. Oh, I watched Wind Soldier again because it was on television. That's mm. Yeah, you... you, you Posted that on Facebook. That film is just amazing. Oh, everyone, I love Captain America. I'm just going to watch this film again. All right, all right, all right. Well, news, whatever. News! 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 We haven't done that in a while. (laughs) So we've covered Carrie Fisher. Um, Let's move on to um, more trouble with Warner Brothers and uh, their DC Universe, potentially. More trouble. More trouble. They just can't seem to catch a break, to a certain extent. Uh, It sounded like I was aiming... What's Jared Leto done now? That's nothing to... You can't see what I'm doing, but I just put my hand in front of my face like I've got a mouth attached to it. Yeah. I, I watched Suicide so Squad while I yep. was building some IKEA furniture. It's so yep. boring. It's isn't quite it? boring. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> and he's awful in it. So they released the extended cut, which has got more of him in it. Yeah. So that's just dreadful. Um, know, but I love the fact they thought that was going to be the saving grace. They were like, oh, don't worry, there's, there's more of him. Yeah. There's more of Jared Leto <laughs> in this. Brick. Don't worry, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. That's uh, not what everyone was saying was the problem with it. I want to see a cut without him in it, because yeah, I think it might be better. No, actually, the problem was... La, 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 la. You know, that was, that was... Yeah. I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention, because I was trying to assemble a schnurkelblerk. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> not who, who shoots down their helicopter at the start? Is... Oh, God, that's a good point. It's... Because they're not going. There's no like army they're going up against. It's the, it's the crazy enchantress's brother, but he's he's not got. Doesn't she? she they, no, they, they control. Cops. They control soldiers who can fire things. I'm pretty certain that's it. Where do they get soldiers from? I don't know. I think it's a bollocks they're, film. They're just, <laughs> but they turn people into sort of little crusty demons. Yeah, and I think they can fire things with the eye, with all the eyes. I yeah. think oh, we're right to found yeah. a plot hole here. I think <laughs> I'm sure there is a reason. The whole like, film is a plot hole. It really looked like it got shot down by like. You know, a gun, mm. not something weird. And... A lot of helicopters get shot down in that film as well. Yeah. Um, did you feel 
that the film was more about uh, Margot Robbie's bum than it was about most yeah. other things. It did feel like there was some exec going, have we, how many, have we, uh, <laughs> yeah. haven't, haven't seen a, an We're paying a lot of money for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to get our ass so, in So, yeah, there. we need to get her ass in this scene, and that's good running time. Okay, so the next scene. Yeah, so she's not really meant to be in this bit, but I think we could probably squeeze her Just if we, just like half in. the screen is just... Yeah, just that yeah. ass, actually. They'll do the same thing they did with Scarlett Johansson. Like, mm. Literally, they didn't have to show her, show Loki in the cell in the first Avengers film with Scarlett Johansson's ass right there. But yeah, they thought, oh, fuck it. While we're looking at some machinery, here's an ass, <laughs> And she's just standing there like this. And you must have imagined her standing there like this. Which is unfortunately... Do you want my face in this at all? The start of a fucking great scene. Yeah. And a fucking great performance by Scarlett Johansson in that scene as well. So, yeah. Or Scarlett Johansson's arse in that no, scene. No, but, but after that, she's great in it. That's, that's the you Moulin Quim mm. one, isn't it? Oh, it's the... Legendary. Yeah. Look, yeah. like he, he plans to unleash the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she's great in that. It's yeah. So, yeah, it's, but, um, yeah. Just some execs sometimes get the idea that... Well, they're massively Like sexist. Stanley Kubrick filming Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> the original... Cut. Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> the original Disney exec, before Kevin Feige t- took over, was very much um, of the opinion that girls didn't buy action figures. Well, they do. Yes, of course they do. Of course they do. And that's why he got fired. Well, that's why he's got taken <laughs> off of the uh, Marvel stuff. That's why Kevin Feige... I just go, all this stuff on your desk, we're just going to... Take that yeah. back over here. Here's some maps to colour in. Here's Lion King 5. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Deal with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Elton John isn't on board. None of the original. What about James Earl Jones? No. <laughs> no. Nothing. You've got a James Earl Jones sound alike. And you're going to do yeah. Toy Story, one of those in-between ones, where it's not Tom Hanks, but it's his brother. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom Hanks' brother's gas man's brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We couldn't even get Tom Hanks' brother for this <laughs> yeah. one. But, um, We've got Hank Thomas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, anyway. All the same letters. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, yes. So, Ben Affleck has said he won't make the Batman movie if it doesn't come together the way he wants it to in development. He... Yeah, to be honest, that's the thing. I saw something on Facebook, one of the uh, particular sort of um, you know clickbait headlines, mm. which just said Ben Affleck not so sure about Batman. <laughs> yeah, that, was the one, that was the first time I saw it, and then I actually clicked on it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm sure he's not. <laughs> I'm sure he saw Batman. even Christian Bale that like he wasn't sure about yeah. the Batman films when he was in them. <laughs> but it's interesting because I think that was possibly the saving grace for a lot of these films was how good Batman's been in them. Yeah. So even in Suicide Squad, the best bits were Batman. Yeah, Batfleck's all right. Mm. I, mean, I think he's quite a good. Batfleck. I haven't heard that one. Have you not? Have you not heard that? What rock have you been under? Batfleck. That was the. I've been, I've been under a rock. Well, I've been under that bush with Dan from I mean, Skyrim. Rocks. As ever, when any studio announces anything to do with a beloved comic book property, it has to be instantly derided across the internet, and that's that was the reaction to. Yeah. Ben Affleck being Batman. Yeah, people are not happy in, yeah. in their little bank caves. So here's the problem. Here's the difference between DC and Marvel. Marvel have done is taken up and coming directors uh, and said, do what you want, but it's got to do all of this. Mm. So even to the extent that when Edgar Wright was in charge of Ant-Man, he goes, I don't want to do that. He goes, buy them. Mm. It's, buy not, them. Yeah. it's a bit like it's a bit like the Bond films. They're not directors' films. They're mm. producers' films. Yeah. You don't want a director with as much flair and personality as Edgar Wright. Yeah. 
Um, Joss Whedon got away with it by being just amazing at but then story. Left I think that's the way he came into it. Two films because he wasn't happy that he didn't get to do his own thing. Yeah, but the, like the direction on Avengers is mm. perfectly good, but it's not like an an auteur's show no, showcase. It's it's sort of it's workman like action direction, but the story and the character development is incredible in it, and that's I think what he's putting most of his energy mm. into. Now that's... it doesn't. It doesn't they, these franchises don't work if if it can't be just like. Anyone mm. can just get dropped in. As long as you're a, a professional director, you can get it done. Yeah. Now, the problem with DC is they've taken on a load of people that have their own visions on things. Oh, fucking Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's vision is bollocks, but it's his own vision. David Ayers' vision, he sounds like a crazy person, judging by all the stories that came from the set of Suicide Squad. And then Ben Affleck wants to do his... And I Don't get me wrong, I think Ben Affleck would do a great Batman film. But he needs to just accept that he's, part, he's a cog basically in the machine yeah. like Marvel have created an incredibly consistent universe yeah. even though all those films have their own flavour mm. they all feel different and unique but they fit together mm. so as a Batman fan yeah. what do you think made the Nolan films tie together so well that they were standalone films really? he, got, he, got to, he got to live out his vision of Batman mm. um, whether you like it or not because he didn't have to tie in with Superman or the Flash or Green Lantern. What DC are trying to do is what Marvel have done, which is create a universe. They're trying to do it too quickly. Yeah. But isn't the fact that the like Batman has so much more history than some of these other characters that yeah. like for instance the Marvel characters. Batman has so much more history, so much more lore, so yeah. much so many different people yeah. have have had like, you know, from Miller to to Adam West yeah have had their own versions of how Batman should be yeah Batman was camp Batman was year one Batman was you know Christian Bale Batman was it's just it's all over the place you know Batman was Michael Keaton for a while which was crazy Batman Mm. was George Clooney Batman went ultra camp you know Batman it was was, there are so many different things and ways that to be honest I think but then do you think it's that Nolan tapped into what was missing at the time, which was actually we haven't had a particularly gritty Batman. For yeah. A while. So the problem is DC always seem to be a step behind what people want. Yeah. So Suicide Squad would have done great got, about five years ago. They got mm. incredibly lucky with Nolan saying, "Yeah, I'll do Batman," because it did tap into this gritty kind of realistic thing that people wanted. Yeah. That was before Iron Man came out, and then Iron Man came out and went, "No, fuck this. We want superhero films. We like superheroes. We like superheroes to be." Superheroes and fun and mm. fun. So just as they're doing that, DC are in production with their gritty, realistic Justice League series, in to counteract what Marvel are doing, but it's gritty and realistic. Not realizing that's not what people want anymore. Honestly, what they need to do is just do Batman, do the Batman that you read in the comics, which is gritty and realistic, but. You, it almost feels like you're poking fun at him sometimes for being too gritty and realistic. Mm. Um, and they it's ironically what the Telltale Batman series did quite well it's doing the Telltale Batman it, it gets it basically yeah. uh, the, and it, I think it's the best split between Bruce Wayne and Batman that I've seen in a long time and it's what the Arkham games get perfectly as well so do you think then Batman is one of those characters where someone's independent vision works as a backdrop for your own imagination mm. better 
and you could appreciate the Nolan films by going, oh, that's an interesting take. It's an, interesting, it's an take, interesting take, but it wouldn't fit in with what DC are trying to do at the moment. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, and, and it's fine, and it works, and I'm happy they exist, because they are, two of them are great films. But it's, um, well, I've had enough of that, I don't care. They're great films, whatever. Just Which are two? The first two. Right, okay. I didn't say the third one was great. I said it's perfectly fine. It's not, but we'll go. I'm done with that. We we scientifically proved you wrong. Yeah, Mark Kermode let me down on that one. Um, But it's... um, They need to accept that the vision is now... um, Jeff. Jeff, (laughs) eating a brownie. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Jeff Johns' vision now. Mm. Uh, And much like Kevin Feige is in charge of this whole Marvel universe. Mm. They need to they need to believe in this. Why is one. no one pulling him up? Why is no one going? These guys are shit. These directors that you're getting in, yeah, no, because doing fine. Well, they but, have. Well, no, Will Smith looked like he was sleepwalking. It was only yeah. after Suicide Squad was released they said to this guy, "Do you want to take over?" Because Zack Snyder oh. is not doing a great job. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Zack Snyder makes a great trailer. He makes a great scene. Mm. Doesn't make a great film though. Um, so I think if. <laughs> we're all eating through we're all talking through a brownie right now aren't we yeah a little bit so we had a discussion when we were talking about the relaunch very briefly about whether or not we should curb our eating habits in front of the microphone and we decided resoundingly that that would be too professional so we've decided not to do that so there yeah. will be plenty of um, lip smacking and um, just well, general investigation I think if anything we, we should eat more mm. yeah um, but um, that wouldn't be possible some of the podcasts just forcing a Marks and Spencer's <laughs> mini so roll so into your mouth <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. um, I think Ben Affleck just needs to have a sit down with Jeff Johns and go am I doing my film or am I doing your film and when Jeff Johns goes I'm doing my film he goes well I'll tell you what I won't direct it I'll still be in it and earn loads of money Mm. and then I'll be fine oh and uh, I was engaged to Jennifer Lopez (laughs) just so you know yes I totally hit that yeah I totally hit that but uh, as it is it's still got a release date of uh, next year 2018 next year so yeah (laughs) if it's not right they've got some serious issues because Batman will probably be the flagship film for that series the Batman film's going to be bigger than Justice League in my opinion yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they haven't established all the characters exactly, in Justice yeah. League. Yeah, that's why Avengers worked. What, yes. they, what they've also kind of missed the point of is that, apart from Batman, there are not so many recognisable names and actually the, the Marvel Universe mm. kind of actually came together. Like you said, because of without the success of Iron Man, yeah. the Marvel Universe films probably wouldn't be around. It feels like DC are trying to force it a bit because Man of Steel wasn't a success. Yeah, It was so just the, lucky, but also at the same time, it's Robert Downey Jr. He's a good actor. He's actually good at playing that character really well. There, so the fans loved it, hmm. and everyone else who was watching it was why, like, "Oh, he's good." He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Well, more on that later. But why he was the highest paid actor in Hollywood because everyone was terrified of Iron Man without Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he threatened to retire several times, and they've gone, "No, please don't retire," because we have no How about idea. Ten more million. Yeah, exactly. How about another zero? Yeah. From that? Because they have no idea who who would replace Robert Downey Jr. Because he is. They must be sort of succession planning now, though. Without question, yeah. Because like, he, I mean, he could basically ask for like half the company for yeah. the next film. Yeah, they're going to be they're, they are going to be running out of money to pay him. And like Chris Evans, I think wants to stop working out and only eating chicken breasts. But I think he still enjoys it. Chris Evans. He'd still look pretty good, though. Mm. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, in can you imagine in Chris Civil Evans' War, face on a Zeppelin? The helicopter. <laughs> scene like yeah. he is 
so cut in that yeah, film. Yeah, it's insane. Like, you can't maintain that without going absolutely mental. You have to be at the gym every day. He, uh, he must be working out, like, in between setups. Well, this is what they say, isn't it? Is that these guys look so good during film. They, they, they really do paint an utterly unachievable yeah, le- like figure. You do not look like that unless you literally do nothing else. Yeah. Although, I mean, he is, like, he's not meant to be an attainable body image. He's, no. he's been neither, injected with a super serum. But then like, neither's Robert Downey Jr. But yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is cut, toned, for, you know, really yeah. quite... They can't get away with, with Star-Lord, for example, who's, by all accounts, meant to be a bit of a He's Star-Lord. just a guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But then you see him with his shirt off and he's just ripped and oiled yeah, exactly. up. And, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. That's the thing, it always looks like he's had slugs going up and down his body for hours, like, just literally so greasy. And just like, oh my God, like... I'll never look like this. Well, let's move on uh, neatly to... Has everyone seen the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? The new one. Oh, my God. That, yeah. that is the funniest trailer. It looks great. Right? It looks fucking brilliant. I love Guardians of the Baby Galaxy. Baby Groot yeah. is the cutest... Like, yeah, they've adorable. spent hours going, if we change one pixel, can we make it any cuter? <laughs> any more adorable? <laughs> he runs off with the bomb. <laughs> but, yeah, that and the scene with uh, Mantis... Yes. Where she's reading his thoughts. <laughs> and um, Drax. Just, just like, yeah. <laughs> she just told you your most embarrassing thought. Now do me. <laughs> I, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it it, do, it looks... But I mean, the... like, what, Wasn't the tagline for the first one just, you're welcome? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that this one, they've just got Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's such self-confidence behind that movie and it looks fucking brilliant. I can't wait. I love James Gunn as well. Mm. Uh, he's As a director, he's very rarely puts a foot wrong. Mm, that's true. And it, it, and it's he's worked on low-budget films and now he's working on quite a high-budget film in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy. So. And he seems to love the Marvel Universe. He seems to... Every tweet seems to be how, how much fun he's having. He loves animals, so... When they were doing like uh, animal behaviour for for Rocket, mm. he just seemed to get every furry critter he can possibly get. <laughs> so can I play with this now? Because I need to really just because he goes, "It's me with an otter mm. and stuff like that." <laughs> so he seems to be having a whale of a time, and I think that really shows on the film as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, it's um, clearly a, a film where everyone involved had a great time. I was it. just so surprised when it, I mean because I didn't really hear, hear any of the preamble up to the release of the first one and I remember Joey and I were just kind of looking for something to watch one night and we saw Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. it was on the Xbox store and we were just like ah fuck it should we rent it and just yeah. watch it it was brilliant we yeah. were laughing and we were oh, edge of the sea it was, it was so funny brilliant absolutely yeah. I mean, Chris Pratt has timing yeah really good timing and even the, the the fact that Rocket Raccoon's a CGI character having a conversation mostly with another CGI character and they seem to just bounce off each other so well. And he, that scene where you see all the cybernetics in yeah, his yeah. back and the scars. and Oh, poor little raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's such a good film. Um, more Marvel. Uh, Doctor Strange has been confirmed for Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok! Ragnarok! So, <laughs> is this the one where they all go to some like, festival in Norway? <laughs> well, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Ragnarok is the Viking apocalypse, right? I think. Uh, I'm trying to think back to the first Max Payne game, hmm. uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, I think so it's, it's the Norse god apocalypse, is from what I understand. So, obviously, crazy shit's going to go down. It's got the Hulk in it. Apparently, it's got Doctor Strange in it, which makes sense if anyone's seen Doctor Strange. But um, And, obviously, it's got Thor in it. Should be good. I don't know. Yeah. 
the other the Thor films are probably the, my least favourite of the series, but Thor is one of my favourite characters. What number Thor are they up to now? This is third. So you can get... say one, two... What's Kermode's joke? One, two, three. If you get to five, you can say one, two... One, two, three, C, four, four, five. five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crack me up. Nice. Um, Jeff John, speaking of which, is to write... News! News! Uh, follow up to their Rebirth series, the, this is the comic... And centre it around the Watchmen because the Rebirth series was. I've only read the first one. I need uh-huh. to catch up on comics, but the first one uh, ends with the Flash jumping, Kid Flash jumping through time. I think it is, and uh, it ends with him on a cliffhanger with him finding the Watchmen badge, and then like going, "Yep, yeah, they're they're fully in the DC universe now." Nice. So mm. they're going to do something around that. Uh, more clips of Lego Batman. Has everyone seen? It looks phenomenal. It looks great, right? <laughs> Definitive version of Batman. That would, might be my favourite. I could possibly come out of that thinking that's my favourite Batman film. To be honest, it only has to be half as good as the original Lego movie to still be an awesome film. I know, right? yeah. the Lego film it was so fun. I wanted to hate the Lego film mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and it absolutely brilliant. I was spellbound yeah. with it. I just I loved every moment of that film. Mm. It was just brilliant. Just superb. Mm. Especially the bit where they go to that Rainbow Sunshine land and Batman's standing there and there's those two guys dressed as crocodiles with glow sticks like dancing around yeah. and just goes, I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just brilliant. Um, oh Robin, God, it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, business, business, business. Uh, numbers. <laughs> oh, yes, it's working. Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, some stories about actors that were turned down for roles in Harry Potter I don't know if anyone saw this so Robin Williams was turned down for the role of Hagrid because he was oh, American it would have been absolutely awful no he, he wouldn't have been a good Hagrid you reckon? no he's too he's too funny and witty yeah I suppose so admittedly I can't imagine anyone other than Robbie Coltrane doing it now but yeah um, moving on then <laughs> Who, who, who else turned down? That's the only one I've got. That's the only one I've written down. That was the one we, that we, we spent our New Year's watching Deathly Hours Part 2 because it was on ITV, who had obviously given up any, <laughs> like, the idea of having something entertaining that we're not going to go up against Jill's Fuck It, stick a film on. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of which, though, the Hooter Nanny was fucking terrible. No, was it? It was so dull. It was you literally just backwards and forwards. I mean, watch C6TV, is always good. Oh, but God, it's literally it's always, always, on, always on it now. It was. Um, Shaka Khan was the was the Shaka Khan, yeah. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan was the, the, the big. Um, was it? Is it Shaka Khan or is it Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. She was the biggest surprise and was awful. Mm-hmm. She has lost it, totally lost it. And she was Damn. on like every other song. It was just like we were watching it down in Worthing, just kind of holding our heads. It was it was awful, absolutely awful. I mean, also I was drinking. Um, very peppery um, gin and tonic, which was probably causing the headache. Peppery. It was peppery. really peppery gin. I don't mm. think it was right because the farts I was doing that night in, on this airbed were <laughs> were awful. <laughs> they were so awful. Oh, I feel genuinely sorry for my wife and child for having to share a room with me after that. It was. It, they were apocalyptic. Airbed. You can get a real sort of <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The whole thing's shaking like <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, just it a was... glass of water next to the bed. Yeah. It was like Jurassic Park. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. It was terrible. 
That is that has been quite a good thing about having a baby. You've got someone to pin any smell on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cough. Then he's because also around. like he can like he can outdo me mm. in like belching and farting. <laughs> they are operating on an adult level immediately. <laughs> That really the took me by surprise. The farts are raising you. Actually, genuinely think I cannot believe that tiny person has had that much air in them. Like, yeah. where does that come from? It's like proper bassy <laughs> yeah. pumps. It's amazing, <laughs> and oh it, my it God. fills the room with steam instantly. <laughs> and, and it's because it's sweet fermented milk. Mm. Like, so <laughs> it's just <laughs> foaming away. <laughs> yeah, just uh, healthy bacteria, as they mm. say. Oh, it's incredible. Absolutely amazing. I'll never yeah. forget them. Then he's sick on you. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. News? News! <laughs> <Yeah>. News! <laughs> uh, Castlevania TV series has been announced. Right, okay. I know nothing about Castlevania, but I know we've mentioned it in the past. Something what about castles, though. Yeah, and mm. invasion. Draculas. Transylvania. Transylvania. Draculas. Draculas. Draculas and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so <laughs> now the most non-news ever. It's yeah, just yeah. like this is a thing. It's a thing that none of us apparently. I thought <laughs> no, someone knew something about Castlevania and could run with it, but apparently not. Well, if if uh, you're peeking around, we're, we're just anymore. over an hour. Okay, right. Let's let's route through these next. Basically, I've got trailer, trailer, Mario Brothers. So let's go on. So let's do the, let's do the trailers first. Alien Covenant trailer. We all seen it. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looks great, right? But gives away quite a lot. I think straight away. to the film. Yeah. yeah. The trailer for Prometheus looked good. Yeah. Prometheus is a good film. It's an alright film. <sighs> There's too many people make stupid decisions in that film. There's a lot of stupid decisions. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. The highly trained xenobiologist whose reaction to seeing a terrifying penis worm is to go, oh, I'm just going to grab it. Oh, is that the one where he goes, oh, it was so cute, yeah. yeah. It looks like there might be some poor decisions made in this one as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the android's back. Yeah. He's just going to take my helmet off. I'm just going to take my helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can breathe. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should take your helmet off. Yeah. Don't breathe it in. Don't touch it. But I distinctly remember Ridley Scott saying that we're at least two films away from seeing an alien. Two films away from seeing an alien. How did Prometheus do? We'll put an alien in the next one. We'll put an alien in the next one. Speaking of Ridley Scott, new Blade Runner trailer. I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, it's, it. I mean, it's, it's pretty it's good. Great, moody, really, yeah. Moody. yeah. Hits all watch. the right notes. It's got the the Vangelis music. It's got sort of. It, it doesn't really give you much of a sense of anything apart from the sort of feel of it. Yeah, you know? that's a good one. Spot on. Yeah. Cool. Um, Super Mario Run. Surprise, surprise. Bit disappointing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. It's not as good as a lot of other games. <laughs> yeah. But more expensive than most of them on iOS. More expensive than yeah. most of them, yeah. Um, so Nintendo. Who, I mean, it's not like you can get a, a, a constant running game for free on iOS, is it? So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, get, yeah, oh no, wait, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. Loads of them. Loads of them, yeah, yeah. We haven't had a chance to talk about the cavalcade of disappointing announcements about the Switch either, have we? No, okay, so what? I can't think of any right now, though. Oh, so... Well, you have to be uh, an obnoxious millennial hipster roof garden party yeah. type person to have one. That's just the rules. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, so the, the, when it's when you operate its unique selling point and actually take it out of yeah. the dock, it suddenly loses forty percent of its processing. Yeah, power. I heard about that. Yeah. Yes, I heard about that. Congratulations. Mm. Also, those fiddly little controllers look so shit. The, yeah, don't they just? Mm. It looks shit in general, and. Nintendo having a bit of a bad Christmas. I think that comes with not releasing a game that's not on mobile phone. 
But um, they um, their shares dropped a certain amount because Super Mario Run, everyone was excited about how it was going to be the new Nintendo Pokemon yeah. Go, the Pokemons. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't because Pokemon Go was free and this one wasn't. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And this was £8. I still hope that the Switch will be good. I I hope I'm not. Well. Feel, I'm not being a Nintendo hater. No. I do hope it will get, but it 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 just looks like it's sort of oh everything's a little bit disappointing mm. about it so far. Yes, it, there's nothing that I've seen that make me jump out of my seat and say you know what that's what I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't. If I'm playing basketball, I'll just play basketball. Carry on playing basketball when I'm. When I'm having a bit of a break from basketball, I won't play basketball on my Nintendo Switch. It's just a very unrealistic proposition, mm. and unfortunately no one in Nintendo who's being listened to mm. seems to be saying, you know what, I think we've got to do something not so different for yeah. the sake of being different, because it doesn't look like it's working. The DS and all that sort of stuff found an audience because... It was a genuine next step and kind of mm. seemed logically Nintendo. Yeah. It was like, oh, so we had one screen with the Game Boys and then you mm. had the sort of flip chassis and now you've got two screens and now you've got a little bit of touch screen. And it looks like the little thing you used to play Donkey Kong on. Yeah, as well, yeah. So, yeah. exactly. You know, it was evoking all those kind of those right buttons, whereas the Switch. I really hope it's good, but yeah. I really it's hope it's a good, bit but, twatty so far. But that's the thing, isn't it? You kind of think if it loses 40%, does that mean I'm going to be able to play Wind Waker? Mm. Is it Wind Waker? Yeah, whatever it's called. Oh, Breath, like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. And the only, yeah. the only stuff they've had out for us, so that video looked like the sort of fake videos mm. that you always... So like whenever there's a new iPhone that's going to be out. No, it was. It was. It was. It literally said at the end of it, not indicative. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was from Nintendo, but it looked like it had been just sort of... But Bethesda came out and said, we're not guaranteeing Skyrim. that Skyrim's going to be on there. No. And then uh, 2K, 2K came out and said... We can't guarantee that um, the basket uh, 2K17 is going to be on there. So that just leaves the Nintendo properties. But then that's what Nintendo has become good I, at. I hasten, yeah. Well, I was going yeah. to say, I don't really want to say good at, because actually, all these people... I, do you know, someone said to me once, every time my friends come around oh. and they play on the Wii U yeah. or anything like that, they all say, I really should get one of those. Mm. Like, I'd really love mm. to get one of these. But they never do. Mm. Yeah. And it's because people suddenly go, oh, I don't really know, I don't know, fuck that. They look at the price of it and they go, no. I think the Switch is going to be killed by price. Do you know what people Because people want. are going to go, it's really gimmicky mm. and I kind of like, really quite want one, but it just looks a bit shit and I don't really want Have they established if the screen is a touch screen yet? No. Because it it's, does if have, it's not, that feels like a big waste. But it mm. does sort of, it does, yeah, I think they did say at some point that it would include it mm. in some way. They don't necessarily know whether that means they need the back thing. That's the that's all the rage at the moment. You know the back paddles and stuff like that. Yeah. So the new elite controllers for the Xbox have got them really good, but um, got them really good. They got them. They're really good. <laughs> Super eloquent. <laughs> but um, it's it's um, what they what people did want was a NES Mini, and couldn't get them for and love nor money. For love nor money yeah, because, because they didn't make enough. And they also it's like I said. I think I said on one of the earlier podcasts. Yeah. Nintendo seem to have they seem to kind of go oh I've got a great idea so they pull it out of one box and then they look down to the other box and they go unfortunately though <laughs> it comes with this in the fuck you box which, which, which literally the fuck you what have we got in here oh actually it's a two and a half foot cable yeah. for the controller so now you have to sit four inches away from your 60 inch plasma screen <laughs> yeah. telly as opposed to in the 80s where you sat 
It was like nine foot long, the original yeah. NES cable, and yeah. you had twelve inch TV. Yeah, and then they and now they kind of go and they, they box it with a with like an insultingly short HDMI cable as well, <laughs> with with the Nintendo pin on one side. So, so it has to be proprietary tech that you use. So you mm. have to you have to either buy a non Nintendo Nintendo special connector, yeah, yeah. longer HDMI, or a non Nintendo controller. To plug into the yeah. into the front, it's like if you've got a wall-mounted just... TV, it's it's going to literally be dangling <laughs> from the side. It's, like, it's not going to reach the floor. It's like that thing at the back of your throat. It's just it's there, isn't it? Just kind of dangling. Yeah, and you just have to sort of stand up. Well, I can only. Uh, by, not quite reach the sofa. By no, not hurt. by not making it readily available as well, though, you just make people go. Fuck it! I'll ju- I'll just play I'll just play it on the PC. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't want it that much. But I thought it'd be a neat little thing. It'd be a nice Christmas present. I'd yeah. like to have bought it for someone. Yeah. To yeah. be fair to Nintendo, yeah. they've uh, put uh, next to no effort into this because all they've mm. done is they've rung up one of those companies in China who will make anything yeah. for you, and they've gone, uh, "Can you just knock a few of these together? Thanks." That'd have been about it. Like, they, they have to put very little effort into this. Mm. There's no connectivity, no updates. Nothing. It's, it's, so, it's that's one of the things that's so great about it. There's nothing that can go wrong with it. It's just a perfect it's, it's, single function bit of hardware. But they cut a couple of corners. I mean, it would have made it maybe ten pounds more expensive, mm. or whatever. They still would have sold as many of them as they could. Even the Chinese guys were like, oh, "You make mistake." Oh, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Joe, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to talk as normal. <laughs> leave it in or not, I don't know. I okay. think I might leave it in. <laughs> Marcus Brestock has a very good routine about how doing an accent is not in itself racist. Right. And he does it in a largely Nigerian accent. <laughs> right, okay. Which makes you cringe, but it is hilarious. And he has a very good point. And okay. this all being malicious, just doing an accent isn't racist. <laughs> that said, don't do that again. Okay, don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm sure the guys in the factory probably rang them up and said you've made a mistake on the measurements yeah don't you mean 5.2 feet laser surgery from their own yeah. TV do you mean 5.2 feet and they were like no no two and a half that's fine and they go well why and they go well in the catalogue that was the one that was just sort of it was you know there was one shorter but we went for the one in between <laughs> those two it's like my wife just before Christmas <laughs> my, my wife my wife <laughs> <laughs> Came back from um, from doing some pre Christmas shopping, <laughs> and bear in mind we have we don't have the largest house in the world, and we don't have the largest Christmas tree in the world. But she for some reason got it into her head that twenty five meters of Christmas lights <laughs> was was what we needed, and she was like, "Is that long?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> when they do the hundred meter sprint, that's a quarter of that distance. Like, it's, it's really long. <laughs> To wrap that round our tree. <laughs> tree like groaning under the weight of lights. <laughs> it's like you turn it on and it's like a fucking Pink Floyd co- concert in your front room. It's like. <laughs> Amazing. Just, okay, I'm just going to mention that Scarlett Johansson is now apparently the biggest paid Hollywood actor. But I don't think we can go into that. That, That's hilarious. Uh, so, congrats to Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. We'll wrap that up then. Okay, we're moving on then. Boom. Okay, okay boom. thank you. For listening, and we'll be back in a couple of days' time. It's good so to be back, y'all. Great to be back. That was a lot of fun already, so. Bye! Bye! Bye.